Welcome to Category Is. I'm Justin. I'm Maurice. And this is our 19th episode. Yeah, wow. Yes, 19th for 2019. For 2019. Hey, we doing it. Yes, how was your weekend, Maurice? My weekend was good. So this weekend I did something that I've been wanting to do for like a really long time. Going outside the house? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yes. So, (laughs) so I, because you know I do the, the cards and like the... Um, different crafts and stuff. So right. I found a hand lettering and calligraphy, calligraphy class. Okay. Yeah. So it was like out in Maniunk and it was about a, like a three hour class. Mm-hmm. And so you go there, they teach you how to hand letter and like do calligraphy and everything. It was like really amazing. You better live your full white woman life. <laughs> I am so impressed. And there's a lot of white women there. <laughs> and, you know, it was just because, you know, our fav- one of our favorite people. Her, her royal highness yes. she used to be a calligrapher and she did you know like wedding invitations and things like that so you know she just inspired me to kind of find this class and i've been looking for one for a while but mm-hmm. i actually found one that wasn't like sold out immediately and so yeah you just learn how to do hand lettering they give you um like workbooks and like just different kind of things to practice how to you know, do this hand lettering and calligraphy. And then actually the class was like a BYOB. Oh, that's so, fun. Yeah. But, you know, it's no drink January, so I'm over there struggling. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and they had their champagne and their mimosas Aww. and their white wine. And I was sitting over there like... Black gay man lonely in the corner lonely. in the calligraphy class. <laughs> I can only picture it. Lonely. Oh, I'd love if you can find through your network now mm-hmm. that you've established some new girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. If any of them have a floral arrangement class, because that's something okay. I'd love to do. Okay, I'll ask Beth and Heather and <laughs> <laughs> Susan. That sounds like so much if fun. If they have, you know, the the tea on that. And then on Sunday, what did I do on Sunday? Oh, so. I had all that basil left over from our drink last week. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make pesto from scratch, which is really easy. Like if you've never done it before, it's pretty much just fresh basil, Parmesan cheese and pine nuts and then like olive oil. Okay. Simple. Put it in the blender, food processor, whatever. But you need to make sure that you secure (laughs) the lid on that blender because... I got pesto in places one should never get pesto. Oh, no. Yeah. So you don't use a food processor, or you have like a really. Expensive... It was a Vitamix. Okay, so you got an expensive yeah. blender. <laughs> you ain't got the um the uh, black and deco. No, <laughs> don't have that. But yeah, the that thing is so powerful. It just like blew the lid completely off. Oh, and so yeah, spent the weekend cleaning that up, and then um, other than that, I found a new show on Netflix that I was watching. What show? Kind of, got invested in that it's called you oh child (laughs) okay so i just finished it but i'm gonna let you okay so it's about a stalker so this guy works at like barnes and noble it's it's not called barnes and noble it's called moonies oh okay yeah that is the name of the try not to give any spoilers for listeners okay okay spoiler no spoilers so so he works at moonies which is a bookstore and then he kind of randomly um, runs into this customer and they have an interaction and he just becomes like so invested in her life and he essentially becomes a stalker and it's kind of like a psychological thriller like creepy stalker situation 
And it was just, it's really good though. It's good. Yeah. So it's, they call it a Netflix original, but it's actually, it started on Lifetime. Not surprised. Yeah. Wow. So it started on Lifetime and then I, at some point it transferred over to to Netflix. Oh, it's yeah. really good. Though. It's really, really good. I guess, you know, Lifetime been having some issues. The main character gets on my nerves though. I like him. So it's the guy from Gossip Girl. No, no, not Penn Badgley. Oh, Becky? Be- her name's Beck. No, her name is Becky. I mean, she's Becky. She is a Becky. Well, uh, well, her name's Beck. <laughs> but she gets on my nerves. She's yeah. irksome. Yeah, yeah. You she know, is. You know who my favorite character is. Knowing you, it's the friend. She has this friend named Peach. Yes. <laughs> Not Peaches. Not Peaches. Peach. But Peach, yeah. Peach is my girl. That's my, that's my homie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a good show. It's a really good show. So I'm on episode seven. Like okay, halfway so, through that. Yeah. So you only have it's only ten. Yeah. Another good show. I'm not gonna get deep into it, mm-hmm. but I watched the entire second season. Okay. Um oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm cutting off your weekend. Oh no, that was pretty much it. I did my baby foot while I was watching. Oh, I should do mine, it's time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So baby foot, if you guys don't know, it's like a Japanese like foot exfoliant. And you put these little booties on for like an hour. I do mine for two hours because you know I like them extra soft or them feet's extra rough well that too (laughs) but so i do mine for like two hours and then in like three or four days like it just sloughs off all the like dead skin and like your feet are just so soft after that so painfully soft though like my really when i did when i've done it Uh uh-huh um it just takes all the calluses off it does yeah my feet would peel for like a week yeah, mine just started peeling yesterday. But and then, so... like, the heel of my foot was mm-hmm. so soft. It yeah. kind of, it wasn't like an excruciating pain, but it was like an annoying yeah. pain. I think your body is supposed to have, like, a natural amount of callus. This takes it all off. On your feet, <laughs> yeah. And You're so, literally a baby. Yeah, it works, like, so well that your feet are just, like, super, super soft. So, yeah, don't do it if you have to, like, run a marathon or something. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do <laughs> but this weekend, I had a weekend like you usually do. Okay, just um, chill. You know, after the ski week, mm-hmm. I was kind of under the weather all last week. Yeah, you feeling better? Um, I got, I was feeling better, then I was not, oh, now I got yeah. sick again. You know mm-hmm. how, like, you're not all the mm-hmm. way out of the mm-hmm. clear, and I got sick again, yeah. so I kind of just laid up all on my couch all weekend, mm-hmm. um, medicating, 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 but I feel the best I felt today. Okay. Uh, so I just really got into Netflix show, so I yeah. finished you this weekend, uh-huh. I watched all of season five of Grace and Frankie. Oh, okay. Which I love. They got renewed, I think, for season six. Yeah. yeah, you know RuPaul, my fave, uh-huh. was in Grace and Frankie this season, oh, okay. but like very, very minor. I thought uh, that he would have had a bigger, more recurring role. Okay, well, check uh, is a check, and, and you know RuPaul don't turn down no check. <laughs> you know, get paid, stay working. Uh-huh. And then I also finished season two of a show that I love. Uh-huh. So this shows you how much watching I did. <laughs> right. I watched two full seasons of shows yeah. plus finished you, um, and I was only like at episode five. Uh-huh. I watched a show called Friends from College. It's in its second season. It's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Okay. By the way, Netflix has such great programming. Well. They're bound to get attends for the the week. No, they're not because they're raising their prices. (gasps) Yeah. And they're going to limit. By how much? A a couple dollars, but it's too much. They limit the screens now. Yeah, they're going to limit, like, how many... They're reducing the limit, though, to how many people can be, like, on one account. Right, but you can pay yeah. extra to get more people on. But ain't you trying to pay extra? It's worth it. Mm-mm, it's not. Well, back to the show. It's called Friends <laughs> from College, yeah. and it's about these six friends okay. from college. Well... I forget what college they went to, but it's, like, some super smart college. It's, like... 
whatever. And they all live in New York mm-hmm. and they're like super incestual. Like they're all sleeping with each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's just like college. Pretty much. But like with really fancy homes and right. nice cars and okay. big bank accounts okay. for some. Mm-hmm. And it is just, it is hilarious. Like when I say I laughed, like damn near pissed myself. It's, it's so, oh, it's so funny. Okay. It's my kind of comedy. It's okay. smart, okay. but it's like funny mm-hmm. and it's messy. So I, that's another recommendation. Okay. If you want to have a sick weekend and watch something. Friends from college is awesome. Okay, cool. All right. Have to check that out. Well, let's get into what you're drinking. What are we drinking tonight? Well, I think we're drinking, you know, it's no drink January. Still. How many more weeks we have, We got left? I believe just one or maybe. Next week is the last week. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, it's no drink January. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, keeping with the theme of non-alcoholic beverages, yeah. uh, we kind of found that we were doing things that were somewhat botanical botanical or herbaceous in nature yeah so this week we crafted a drink called a winter rose Mm -hmm. and it has it's comprised of grapefruit juice juice, yeah rose water Mm -hmm. and club soda yeah so just three equal parts that's it and that's it Mm -hmm. it's crisp it's refreshing it's floral notes yeah i like licking flowers (laughs) and pine trees and it just tastes lovely to me you're not supposed to do that but if you do want to add alcohol, because we're looking forward yeah. to doing so soon, oh I would recommend purchasing the Kettle One Botanicals line. Mm-hmm. They actually have a grapefruit and rose vodka. They have a lemon. They have a, a lemon and lavender, I think. Okay. They have, I think that might have been subconsciously my inspiration. Uh, yeah. But the Kettle One Botanicals okay. line. Is I haven't really tried nice. those, but come February, I will. Yes, we will. Yeah. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. To sobriety. Yes. Mm. Okay, well, let's get into these categories. Categories is going to be a little bit long this week, you guys, but we wanted to start off with reminding you to subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't done so already, click the subscribe button so you can get every new episode that we drop each week. Yes, hit that button. And also follow us on social media, which is at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, first category is category is messy ass maga. (sighs) Maga is that I'm not even gonna bring myself. Don't even say it. If you don't know what it is, then then you'll figure it out. Yes, them ugly ass red hats. Mm -hmm. They got white hats now too, which what white hats? (laughs) Come on now. Okay. It's uh, white hats. Are they gonna be white hoods soon? Soon enough. Mm. It's coming. Okay. Well, over the weekend, there was a social media, what do they call them? Viral yeah. video. Viral video. That viral went moment. across the interwebs mm-hmm. of a native man banging some kind of a handheld drum. It was very tambourine-ish was, in nature. Yeah, but, it was tambourine-ish, but it looked like a, like a native instrument. Yes. Yes. Percussion. He's, you know. And he's banging the drum. Mm-hmm. And there's this young, white man boy boy in a MAGA hat mm-hmm. in his personal box okay based upon the vantage point of the video it looked like he was a little too close he could have backed it up right just staring personal at him space. yeah in a very intimidating fashion in this smug like serial killer look mm-hmm. he had a this very smirk look, like the guy from you yeah mm-hmm. he had this smirk on his face and it just looked creepy very creepy to me but then it also looked very entitled at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my property. Get, right. get out of here. Right. And I believe that the, the kids were from some Catholic high school. In Kentucky. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. And all I saw in the background was white boys. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any I saw one. Girls. I didn't see any, any girls. I did see one darker person. I don't know. He looked darker. You know, That's, Kentucky. Yeah. Bless his heart. Mm-hmm. And they were all just kind of in the background. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the students were leaving the March for Life. Yeah, like the pro-life rally. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure what rally. I think it was some Native rally or yeah. um, something that the man, I believe his name was Mr. Phillips. Phillips, yeah. Uh, was at, the Native man. Mm-hmm. But I was also thinking, like, I don't ever remember my mom having to sign a permission slip for my ass to go to a rally in high school. <laughs> like, what kind of, um, you know? All the way from Kentucky, too. Right. To, to D.C.? Right. Y'all should be at the museum, the Smithsonian. Y'all mm-hmm. should not be at anything that's, like, right. political or right. activist in nature. Right. Who set up that permission slip? Mm. But you know, backwards Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sparked outrage on the internet. Right. But also, the um, native man was one person, and he was surrounded by these high school students, mm-hmm. like surrounded. Yes, and it was very—it seemed very intimidating. Very intimidating. And I think that it was also kind of shocking or jarring to the mm-hmm. to, to the senses because of the fact that these are young mm-hmm. white boys who were literally probably born in like two thousand two. Yeah. And this is an older man who has gray hair. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no respect for one's elders was the message that I got from At it. At all. Um, gang mentality. Mentality. Was Horde. Yeah. Also mentality. something that I got from mm-hmm. it. But I think a group of white boys is not referred to as a gang. It should be. It was in that, in that moment. Especially when your their conduct is viewed as intimidating yes. in nature. Yes. Um, so to me, it was shocking. Yeah. And also, it was a public space mm-hmm. in the capital of our country right. where people are entitled to the First Amendment right to gather mm-hmm. and wow. to um, express and protest. Mm-hmm. And it seemed very intimidating. And then to add the costume mm-hmm. of the red MAGA hat, yeah. it's almost like seeing a, a, a MAGA hat mm-hmm. is... It's shocking. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it put, it's 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 analogous to a Confederate flag. Pretty much. Right? Pretty much. It yeah. could be argued. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why a lot of people got upset over seeing this video. Mm-hmm. So then today I'm getting ready. Well, okay. Well, what, what, what was your point? No. My question was, where were the adults? Like, the chaperones? Was, yeah. Where are the chaperones? Where were the adults in any of this? Because that went on way too long. There were no adults visible on the videos that I watched. Right. At all. Right. So where are the, the adults who should have common sense to be like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Get back on this bus. Right. So we can go down to the mall and y'all can eat at Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Where you need to be eating. Basically. Go get you a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Sandwich. Right. So this morning, so, you know, I saw the video yeah. and, you know, in Trump's America, not much shocks you anymore. Mm-hmm. But I kept about my business and kept about watching my, my Netflix programming. <laughs> uh didn't feel the need to comment. Right. Then this morning, as I'm getting dressed for work, mm-hmm. I see a news story yeah. saying, there's two sides to the video. Girl. And I'm like, ooh, okay, well, what's the other <laughs> side? You know, everybody likes two sides. They do, yeah. So I'm like, well, what's the other side? Although I'm skeptical because I know how for these, I, I, I knew in my bones that the other side mm-hmm. was going to be a story that was going to, uh, I'm trying to find the word, not alleviate, but... 
exculpt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Excuse mm-hmm. these Excuse white boys' them. conduct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let's see what it is. Let's mm-hmm. see what BS they come up with. And who do they peg it on? But the black the Hebrew black people. Israelites. Mm-hmm. So they're like, earlier in the day, the the black Hebrew Israelites. And I'm like, well, in Philly, we know <laughs> We know who they are. As I just call them the Israelites. Yeah. Because to me, to say yeah. black Hebrew is Israelites That's is just like repetitive. Yeah, yeah. It's the Israelites. Yeah. And if you know them, I know they used to hang out down on um, 16th and Chestnut outside of Liberty Place. <laughs> 15th and Market. Outside the clothes mm-hmm. pen. And 12th and Market outside of Hard Rock. Yes, Cafe. because when they be out there, mm-hmm. I would avoid them blocks. Yes. Because they are very disrespectful. Very loud. They're very rude. Very rude. They're out there in their, in their um... They look like ninjas. Really? I was going to say they look like um, the night people that be at the, um, the place in New Jersey. <laughs> Where you go medieval times. Medieval times. They look like the medieval times. They do. People. They do that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. 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 But serve the medieval times <laughs> realness <laughs> on twelfth and market. Yes. But they usually have like a microphone, and they're either quoting scripture, scripture, or like just yelling at people. Right. Yeah. And and if you can muster up the courage to walk Mm-mm, by, I don't. They are going to roast you. Yes. Yeah, they they were gonna roast you. They are gonna roast your dog. Mm-hmm. They gonna roast your child. They don't give a damn. They, At all. they rule. They stink. They nasty. Yes. So anybody who anybody knows that maybe these white boys from Kentucky aren't familiar. They probably don't have those in Kentucky, right? Because it's not mm-hmm. that many black black people, people in Kentucky. But you know, so the, the boys probably know. Right. So basically, what the news story was saying was that the black. Hebrew Israelites mm-hmm. were antagonizing the white boys okay. because the white boys were wearing MAGA hats. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, is deservedly so. Because right. if you wear that in D.C. on the East right. Coast, you you making yourself a target. Right. That's a, that's low leg, that's low hanging fruit. That's yeah. an easy target easy. for the Israelites. Mm-hmm. And then the Israelites were also antagonizing the native people. Oh, they were. Oh, yes. Really? You know they have no boundaries at all. <laughs> they will they will they will talk about your grandmama in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. They will. <laughs> Um, they will. <laughs> I just think a lot of them are just mean spirited, uh, failed comedians <laughs> who have mommy issues and never got hugs. That's true. I can see that. However, they chose to be funny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> Maybe I can moonlight as one. <laughs> we stop. Take the improv class. <laughs> but I think that um, the news story is basically saying that because the. Israelites were antagonizing the native group mm-hmm. that the group of white boys from Kentucky mm-hmm. surrounded him in Bitch. order to protect him and <laughs> from view of the Israelites. Child and by. that the white boys were yelling, build the wall, build, build the, the wall, wall mm-hmm. in order to um, overcome the sound of the, of the negative right. statements from the Israelites. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here. You know, just my, the hose now. my my regular, regular, educated, mm-hmm. you know, self. Right. Just thinking back to my sixth grade self. <laughs> like, okay, well, one of these things has nothing to do with the other. At all. And one of these groups' conducts does not excuse the other group's conduct. At all. But it's a lot easier to blame it on the black Hebrew Israelites. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. They wrong for what they do. Right. But that in no way takes excuses what those students were doing. Exactly. Or explains it either to At me. all. No. Because to me, it's like, <sighs> I don't know whose mama sat down and wrote this guy's response, but it was a long response. Uh-huh. And he was like blaming it on everybody else. 
I was just standing there and he walked up to me. And so I was smiling at him with that serial killer smile Mm -hmm. that he had, a little smirk, to say that it's okay and I don't have a problem with you. I'm encouraging you to play this drunk. No, you aren't. No, you aren't. You was being ignorant. You was being mm-hmm. rude. And my problems with the American media. That too. Because she must have sent somebody a letter or somebody. Mm-hmm. Some, but the American media is quick to cape for a white for boy. For a white boy. And it's just like, and that's not cool. It's not cool at all. And so, I mean, that guy who was literally probably what like six inches from like from the native man's face i don't know distance as well but he was too damn close he was all in his personal space he had that look if you go back and look at the civil rights era and you see the white man in the black person's face at the sit-in you know at the at the counter in the restaurant he had that exact same look it was very reminiscent that look there was a entitlement that look of silent rage that look of if you touch me you are going to die Mm -hmm. and it was just that that sense of try me yeah it was a try me it was a try me look like Mm -hmm. and best believe if that native man did any listen he's better than me Child, he is better than I, I will I ever be. Two beats on that drum, a beat in that eye, <laughs> and back to that drum. I would right. miss to beat. He is better than me, sure, because I would have beat up and down his face. Well, because and the and the thing with me with that video was it was so chilling and creepy because that white boy knew that he could do whatever he wanted in that moment mm-hmm. and be justified. Yeah. And entitled. And, and, and that his reputation would be saved. Right. And that ABC, NBC, CNN, everybody mm-hmm. would come to save him. To save him. And that's the, that's the frustrating part. But to mm-hmm. me, more so than anything racially, was the disrespect for one's elders. Right. And this that, man here is a veteran who served our country. In Vietnam War, yes. You know, who yes. sacrificed m- more right. than you could even comprehend. Right, right, right. And it's the lack of respect for one's mm-hmm. elders that really, really frustrated me. Yeah. Because as one who's getting to be elder... <laughs> <laughs> these young children be trying me. These kids today, you they're know, a different honestly, breed of kid. I, they're I, a different breed. Honestly, like, I'll be walking down the street and I'll see a group of kids. If there are more than five in the group, I will cross the street yes. or, or purposely avoid them mm-hmm. because I'm not trying to be the victim of a, um, what's it called? Flash mob, they call Bitch, them. Bitch, girl, did you see that video? I think it was from Asheville, North Carolina, where that mob of, like, teenage girls was, like, surrounding that white man. No. So... This man, okay, he was wrong in the sense where, okay, so back up. So the video is pretty short, Mm -hmm. but the part that I saw was there were probably 20 or so teenage black girls surrounding this man outside of a mall in Asheville, North Carolina. There was an altercation. One girl runs up to him, pushes him, and then she runs away. Then she comes back. He pushes her. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And I then, saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she runs up again, and he knocks her the fuck out. Again. Listen. It was, I saw a snippet, uh-huh. and I think that it, the optics of it are, are bad. Because he's a grown-ass he's man. A grown, he he's 51 years old. He was towering yes. over these girls. Yes. You should never hit. It's, it's one is man on woman, so okay. you should, or, or man but, on girl. Right. So it's already, there's the age difference. Mm-hmm. There's the sex difference mm-hmm. that is correlated to strength power all that okay the age difference should be right. re- related to like judgment right but 
he should not under have done that. I'm not going to say under any circumstances because, again, I could not imagine myself being in Philadelphia and one of these flash mobs and, mm-hmm. and it's fight or flight. Right. You I will protect knock, yourself. I will knock your child out. All the way out. Because, because if they're old enough to try me, mm-hmm. they're old enough to get it. Okay. <laughs> if I have to protect myself. Right. Right. And I think... For me, that's what he was doing because but he he had to lay her out like that. I mean, she got, <laughs> he had to do that to the poor girl. Oh. Southpaw, because his left hand, he cold cocked that bitch. It was oh, she'll not be a bitch. She's a little girl. Correct yourself no. now. No, because if you look at that video, where were the again? Where were the parents or the chaperones or the chaperones or whatever? <laughs> like y'all supposed to be at the cheesecake factory. Y'all said y'all was gonna be home at eight. Like no. I don't know what happened. They or basically it was like a mob mentality again. And so wow. they, you know, were like rushing him and it was just a lot. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, yes, he was wrong because he is 51, I think. Right. And the girl right. was like 11 or 12. Right. He old enough to be her granddaddy. Literally. Her granddaddy is <laughs> probably younger than him. That's true. But them kids, they look like the type of kids where they call their grandmama mama. And they mama Shaniqua. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to talk about what people look like. They, now, well, because I don't know for a fact. I don't know for a fact. But, but speaking of fighting, okay, <laughs> I'm going to tell you who's ready to fight. Who? These government workers, child. child they're ready to lay Trump out. Because out. did you see that Bad Girls Club clip I sent you? Oh no, I forgot which one. No, it was the Bad Girls Club. I forget what oh, season. Oh, with and, the yes. And she was yes, like, yes. fight me there, fight me there. Yes. And he was like, this one's Trump. And this this one's Russia. This Russia <laughs> spying on the fight. Yeah. And this one's the government workers. Uh-huh. And then there was the wall yeah <laughs> it was hilarious yes i died but anyway cardi b had came out with that comment earlier Which, yes she did week, mm-hmm. you know saying shout out to you cardi yes. i did not know she was that educated on the well you know on the current events i i read one of her responses mm-hmm. and i feel like someone typed it for her because things were spelled she spelled there it was the correct ooh. there okay and i was like ooh, cardi she, yeah she didn't do that um but it was just some of her prose and like her subject verb agreement was really spot on. Yeah. And it's not and it's that not, way. Yeah. So, um, but what she said on mm-hmm. the camera was her. Yeah. But yeah. I think that someone, t- you know, educated her, told her, on but the, still, it yeah. was her words. And it her was delivery. her. Yeah. It was her delivery. But like, and she looked like, it good. She did look. She good. looked it good she in that video. I was like, yes, girl. Mm-hmm. Makeup, outfit was together. The wig was on point. Yes. The wigs are always on point. They are. But, Touch my Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> but she was just like, I'm scared. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, people have to show up to work and they're not getting paid. Yeah. And it's a damn shame when we got to rely on our reality slash pop stars, mm-hmm. you know, who come from love and hip hop. I mean, people who have graduated from the Mona Young School mm. of, of reality TV right. are in a better place than our reality TV president. Right. It's just sad, sad times, it is. people, isn't it? It is. But then the Tommy Lauren girl tried to come for her. See? And Tommy needs to stay in her little place. Who is this bitch? Because I only see her name associated with, like, controversy. She's a she's a troll, basically. She's mm-hmm. a professional troll. She worked for some, like, online network called Blaze. And oh, I, okay. And I don't know if she has, like, a real job. But Probably not. I don't know. She was, like, trying to, like, befriend Charlemagne at one time. The guy? Yeah. Mm. She's just, like, a, a, it's a platinum 
blonde mm-hmm. girl. Okay. I know her hair is just under a great amount of stress mm-hmm. to be that blonde because yeah. it's not it's, her natural color. Yeah, right. And her ends are really, really dry and brittle. Mm-hmm. She should really, really think about going to her natural color because she's ruining her hair. She should do a protective hairstyle. She needs a protective hairstyle. Yeah. Do I go to have protective hairstyles? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm saying. That's a good question. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. We should ask, you know. Or write us in, yeah. Or, you know, ask one of our listeners. Yeah. Or write to another podcast. Yeah, we could do that. But I'm just saying, it's the dying of the hair. It's yeah, too it's much. a process. Her, yeah. it, the processing, mm-hmm. it, it takes, I mean, it's it's just not good for the hair. Mm-hmm. But back to the point. Mm-hmm. So she came for Cardi like, oh, she's the next political genius or mine for the Democrats. Great, great, great. And then <laughs> Cardi B was like, leave me alone. Don't make me dog walk me. <laughs> yes. Now, in all honesty, I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> Does anyone know what that means? I I I never heard of that. It means not today, bitch. Okay, not today. Mm-hmm. Don't try me. She's like, don't make me dog walk you. <laughs> I was like, ooh, oh, I'm gonna have to use that. Might have to use you that. Should, yeah, you should use that. But I don't want to walk my own damn dog <laughs> half the time. It's cold out there, bitch. So, child, let's get to this next, next category. category: courtroom realness. <laughs> Yes. It's a lot of lawsuits going on this week. A lot week. of lawsuits. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start it off. Let's get into it. So you know, I love a lawsuit now. You too. Oh. Pull out your, you know, legal well legal no, hat. No, not now. I'm off the clock. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. But Rihanna is suing her father. Which girl? <laughs> I feel like she's had some prior issues with her dad. Her so dad. yeah, her father daughter relationship with him i think it stems around uh domestic violence and physical abuse because i read remember when her whole like chris brown situation was going on i read that her father physically abused her mother it was alluded to in uh-huh. her oprah interview Ooh. remember because she did the oprah interview mm-hmm. afterwards and she was like driving over around the bahamas okay without a bra on and some chucks barbados Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Barbados. Okay, got my, got, got my island bees. <laughs> you wrong. did, yeah. Um, you're riding her around Barbados, and I was like, Oprah comes to your mansion in Barbados interview. You could put a brow on, girl. Well, I told you about Rihanna and her nipples. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and the dress was quite thin. It was like cheese. Yes, ball. yes. But mm-hmm. um, I do. They alluded to it on that, but yeah. I feel like her father has always like been trying to like ride her coattails. Yeah, in a he very looks... um you know, mooch or uh-huh. leech kind of a way. Right. So basically what happened in this incident is is that her father and his business partner, mm-hmm. who I'm not going to name, uh, allegedly uh, created a company mm-hmm. called Fenty. Right. And said that it was somehow affiliated with Rihanna's brand of Fenty, which she's been using for the beauty line, for the beauty line, for the, for the lingerie, cheap ass fabric with her Stop. bras and panties, and for for her other for her other wares and goods. right, right. And her father has secured like millions of dollars oh. in um, fraudulent, allegedly, okay. uh, you know, partnerships or advances mm-hmm. or monies for op- for business opportunities right. by just saying, "Hey, this is my daughter. I manage." Wow. this part of her business and we're affiliated and he's mm-hmm. been getting paid and that is a serious serious problem because it hurts well, her brand 
And again, this is not a copyright issue. It's mm-hmm. not like she owns the name Fenty. That's what I was gonna say. But she uses she she uses Fenty for a business use, and he's fraudulent. But he's using it for a, a business use, but a fraudulent one. But and that's the difference. How is it fraudulent? Because he's going around saying I'm affiliated with this he Fenty, is. and that is the main reason that he's getting this business. But is he not affiliated with Rihanna? That's her father. But he's not affiliated with her in a business sense, and that is what's wrong. No. He's affiliated with anything she does. No. Because, listen, I created that. Well, you didn't take care of her. (laughs) And I'm sorry, but you're owed nothing. Go back to your hut and (laughs) chill out and leave me the hell alone. But no, he created that. He He created Rihanna. He created Rihanna. That means, okay, so he laid down with a woman and had Rihanna... Uh, so he's entitled to well no because he did play it all the way wrong because he should have done the mama tina and you know done right by her and he's not and that's and that's that's the problem with because i fully believe if he did right by rihanna uh he would take care of her like she like she took care of her mama like she Uh took care of her grandmother yeah and like she's taking care of everyone else in her life because rihanna is very generous she is but she still needs to take a bath you you low down well And and that doesn't get rewarded well, right. And so I think that, yeah, he should have not. I mean, okay, on the one hand, he was a Fenty before she was a Fenty. So she can't claim the but, name but, Fenty. But they're different kind of Fenties, okay, baby? Okay. But at the same time, like, is he not old that, though? Like, No, he's not. If, But I feel like if their relationship was a little bit better, then she would have been okay with it. But I feel like she harboring some if, resent. If she's harbor- she's harboring resentment towards him, and that's her right. He- but I mean, that's her absolute right. You don't you don't get to um, be a detriment to my life and to the ones that I love, and then harm the ones that I love, and, and tangentially harm me, and then show but up for the rewards and the roses too. and the prizes. He's but, trying but, to get some but rewards again, too. by being low down and dirty. But no, he's not. He's saying, "Look, I created this business with my name that I that you happen to have because you're my child." But he's using his business is he fraudulently? But by you said, saying he's affiliated with he her. is affiliated with her, not in a business way, in a familial way. And there's a fine line. There's not a fine line. There's a bright line. There's a huge line. It's like a a big line. Girl, I guess. Well, child, my diva of choice. Ooh, you're right. right. I'm, gonna you, I'm gonna let you report on this. <laughs> <laughs> so my diva of choice, who is none other than the legend, the icon, the Mariah, has been in the news recently because she. Has been in, you know, involved with some lawsuits where her former assistant, who is, I don't know her, I can't remember her first name right off, but so she's like an Ar- Armenian um, young little girl. And so she was Mariah's executive assistant for a number of years. She started off making $250,000 a year and that increased to. <laughs> $327. Ooh, child, I just want to say, uh-huh. where does one apply for this job? I'm, where, um, is it on Is it on LinkedIn? LinkedIn. I'm trying to submit I, my resume. Can I? You okay. Know, I, 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 all the references you need. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm qualified. I'm overqualified for this because, listen, I've been a fan since forever. 
And I have your best interest at heart, Mariah. Like, why are you <laughs> hiring these chicks who are secretly recording videos and then trying to blackmail you, talking about they got um, things they're going to leak to TMZ and shit, if you don't give them millions and millions of dollars? Like, first of right. all, so this assistant was allegedly hired by Mariah's former manager, Stella, um, something starts with a B. And so Stella was problematic anyway, and Mariah fired her recently. And then so now this former executive assistant comes forward and she says she has loads and loads of videos that she's going to release if Mariah does not pay her. Was it five or eight million dollars or something like that? Some crazy exorbitant amount. Yeah. And I was just like, girl. So allegedly... The videos contain footage of Stella, who was Mariah's manager. The Russian. The Russian. Urinating on this girl. <laughs> and, like, doing all kinds of just... But how's that embarrassing to Mariah? I guess the association, like you said. like Nothing will ever be as embarrassing as that meltdown she had on TRL circa 2001. With the ice cream. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is... But she you... clawed her way back. Exactly. She came <laughs> back from that shit. But also, this lawsuit don't really have anything to do with her. Like, the assistant is saying, your your former manager was doing this to me. Like, right. It's not like she got... I mean, maybe she does have videos of, like, Mariah pooping. You know, she's sitting on the toilet pooping or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like, it just seems That's like... Crazy. Yeah, it just seems like this girl's just trying to either get famous or whatever but people i think there's this we're living in a certain time along mm-hmm. with the cancellation culture that i can't stand right i feel like we're living in a takedown culture we are and it's just like i'm gonna take you down yeah. i'm gonna drag you mm-hmm. and it's whatever opportunity that you can take to drag right. someone right people are just taking without whether assessing like that there's like repercussions yeah of the drag yeah and when you go and drag somebody you got to get fit to get drug yourself okay and, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people need to think about that. Yeah. Because they only have skeletons in the closet. They got bodies. Bodies. So it's just, you know, you have, I, I'm not into this whole dragging thing. And again, well, I mean, I'm just thinking like, so on the one hand, it's like Mariah is probably thinking, okay, like, first of all, what do you have on me? Because, you know, you were employed by me for however long you were in close quarters with me taking trips Mariah's known to enjoy her champagne she enjoys her champagne she enjoys her Camus she enjoys you know a little splash every now and then but first of all like girl you getting flued out on I hate that term I do too (laughs) (laughs) the children love that they do you getting flued out on all these trips you know you got access to Mariah's black card and you can buy whatever you want like and then that was another thing. Like she was allegedly buying personal items for herself right. using Mariah's card. I also read that like uh-huh. Mariah countersued, yes. saying that she wanted all of the bags and shoes and clothing yes, that all she the purchased gifts. Yes. for this woman. Yes, back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I mean, I guess the gift. I'd really have to look at the what? contractual agreement right. and the, and the right. circumstances right. under which the gifts were purchased. Right. However, again. I'm thinking of it like this. She got that 320. I'm more hung up. Like, suit aside. I'm back on yes. the salary. Yes. Can we get back to that? Can't, let's get back to that. Because I'm like, $327,000 yes. she got 
because of the demands of the job. Right. And she's required to travel a lot. Travel. Travel's paid for by Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. hotels. And you're not staying in no, like... Thank you. Motel down by the yeah, airport. It's the best of the best. The best of the best. You know, um, all food while working food. is provided by Mariah Carey. You on a G6? You know, so to me, my biggest calls are rent. <laughs> For real. Most yes. people's biggest calls is rent yeah. and food. And food. At least the way I eat. Oh, well, that's true. So I'm like, damn, if I'm making three twenty seven a year, mm-hmm. I ain't got to pay no rent. Nothing. And I ain't got to pay no food. Nothing. And she buying me clothes and shoes okay. and bags. This Girl. Like, you, you're making like a half million a year. Yes. And you got experience in retail. Yes. Talk about a come up again. Yes. Like she went from retail to that. I want to sit in my resume now. <laughs> now. I'm trying to get hired, bitch. I will be the employee of the month every month. Yes. Because like, and you get to be in the presence of a legend on the daily. It's insane. Girl. Insane. Girl. Yeah, that story was just super sensational crazy. and crazy. Yeah. We're well, going on to another legal issue. There's this person on the internet. Allegedly. Called Sean King. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Everything we say in the segment that we just called courtroom realness. Yes. Is alleged. Alleged. You know, uh, a speculated. Mm-hmm. Inconclusive. Non-determined. But... This person named Sean King had last week issued a, um, I don't even know what it was because it wasn't a cease and desist. It um, was basically a tweet. It was a tweet. To, multiple tweets. Multiple tweet to mm-hmm. journalists. Yes. Who had ever um, alluded mm-hmm. to the fact that he may have misappropriated funds that he had raised to support victims mm-hmm. of various causes. Right. Uh, uh, not victims of causes, but vi- victims of various... Um, yeah, like these you know, big, you know, social injustices. media injustices, Centoya Brown, um, right. just uh, anybody so, in the news. Yeah, He had basically, he had allegedly hired Benjamin Crump, who was a major um, civil rights attorney, okay. and others who um, he said, you know, unless, and he said on Twitter... Unless you retract these statements, many of which the statements had been deleted from Twitter already. Already. And he had saved they screenshots. Had, yeah, saved screenshots. And he had said, if, unless you retract these statements, mm-hmm. my attorney will be, you know, commencing legal, a legal case against right. you. And it kind of left me perplexed because, again. It did not if, leave me perplexed. No, no, it did. It did to me a bit. No, because I knew what it was. I mean, I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. But logically, right? Let's look at it just logically. Mm-hmm. If someone said something negative about you mm-hmm. and then took it down right and then you post a screenshot of it mm-hmm. then you're putting it back out there you're like kind of, years ago though like well not years they said yes months. years no some of them some were years. years but the one specifically i'm okay was months. Right. and then you we put it and you, then you place it back out right there. means it's okay you dug up the grave uh-huh. of the statement and right. now you're promoting it yourself right and then saying Hey, unless you retract, now you're requiring someone to issue a statement retracting mm-hmm. what they said, not right. simply removing what they said, right? Um, but to say that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. And unless you do this, I'm going to do that, right? Um, that's not really how it works. <laughs> what you just do is you have your lawyer speak for you, basically, and your lawyer sends a letter mm-hmm. to said individual, right, saying cease and desist all you know false communications regarding right. this subject matter or topic with regard to my client. Well, okay. And then you cease and desist all with that conduct. Uh, but he's asking for more than that. He's asking for a retraction. Right. Um, which is kind of uh, encroaches upon 
you know, freedom of press, mm-hmm. journalistic integrity and standards. Mm-hmm. And it is a major issue when it comes to First Amendment issues, which I am very uh, uh, sincere and care a lot about. Right. It's one of the most important amendments mm-hmm. besides... Um, this is the 13th emancipation as a black person, <laughs> you know, that's important to me. Right. But I, I'm a strong believer in the first amendment. Okay. But, but my thing with this, with all of this was he seemed to be targeting black journalists who had much less of a following and then probably much, much less of a financial backing who could not defend themselves sure. in the legal system. So you, this alleged black activist, social, you know, mm-hmm. um, person or whatever. I don't even know what your job title is that you wanted to call yourself allegedly these days. Right. So, you know, as of this recording, he has 917,000 followers on Instagram alone. I believe he has over a million on Twitter. Right. So, you know, you are making these statements on your platforms and, you know, it just goes to that whole group think mob mentality where I say this, so it has to be true. Sure. Like, I don't know who appointed you as, you know, to this level. Maybe it's these 917,000 people on Instagram. And his ego. And your ego, you know, who boosted your ego to think that I can, whatever I put out is justified. It's the law. Right. It's the word. It's the gospel. But then people... Because you were a pastor at one point. And so when I read that you were a pastor, I was like, girl. <laughs> All the more reason not to All believe All the more him. reason not to believe you because pastors are known to manipulate, to twist words, to lie. Yeah, lie. to flat out lie, lie in order to push their agenda. Sure. And so when, you know, I, I was reading these things, they weren't accusing you of taking this money. They were asking where the money went. Right. They were so, raising a question. Raising a question. So if that's not allowed, if that is illegal, I don't I don't understand. But who does that sound like? <laughs> Who does that sound like? You know. That orange person. Right. So, and again, but it's, some people cannot handle mm-hmm. power or influence or positions where they but, have a lot of access to something. And, and again, but power, if you're using... yeah, power, I think yesterday used to mean money. Yeah. Or um, the ability to uh, make action or make things happen. Right, right, I right. think today or culturally, mm-hmm. the meaning of power is shifting. It's different. To yeah. social influence right. and social right, media. Right, right, right. And I think that he feels as though with his little 900-something thousand followers mm-hmm. that he's in a position of power. Right. But it's also like, who's your legal counsel? Right, that's because true. They, Be- if, if, you're, if, if you're about to open a legal action, mm-hmm. you don't take to Twitter to say so. Right. Okay. If I put a dollar on this table... And I leave the room mm-hmm. and I come back and the dollar is gone. Okay. And I ask you, hey, where did that dollar go? And your immediate response is, I'm going to sue you. You can't say I stole that money. Where, you know. Right. And you just have this crazy response. You need to cease and desist. You need to recant that statement. That's a little, that's a bit much. It's, it's aggressive. It's aggressive. But it's indicative of the fact that maybe you are actually right. appropriating some funds. And maybe, allegedly. Allegedly, you could have possibly, maybe. Could have possibly, maybe, speculatively. I mean, allegedly, you know, he did not take this money. But then this goes back to 2015. Someone else questioned what he did with this money. He was allegedly raising for 
you know, one of these um, social media campaigns. And then he, I think it was like $60,000. I can't remember for Timmy Rice. And so that money disappeared. Allegedly. Allegedly. And they you know, find if it. things are allegedly so then, disappearing now, uh-huh. I hope that his, you know, uh, ensemble would be allegedly better. Allegedly. Right. But Alleged. I mean, but he was also playing semantics because he was just saying that um, they asked him where like the $60,000 went. And in his statement, he said he didn't take a penny of the money, which, okay, I mean, maybe you didn't take a penny because you allegedly took $60,000 but you know so in your mind I guess you're telling the truth but also it's a play on the facts because if like again if I put a dollar on this table and then it goes missing and I ask you where the dollar went if you tell me you didn't take a penny of the money okay that's true but did you take the dollar see what I mean but also, these kinds of suits are very hard to win, especially when you're a public figure. Because but you don't some, need. But that's the thing. But there's elements today. You don't need to win in the court of law. You need to win in the court of social public media opinion. and right. public opinion. Like if these nine hundred and seventeen thousand people on Instagram are dragging all of these people that he's accused of, you know, this um, libel slander. He got the terms well, confused. They're very different. Which they are very different, but. You know, he's using, right, but he's using these mass amount of followers that he has in order to discredit and discount and socially, medially harm, social media harm. Exactly. Exactly. It's just so crazy to me. Yeah. It's so crazy. But again, he needs to do better. And I do think that it's just wrong that he's using his platforms in order to attack these people. Other black people. Other black people. Who cannot defend themselves. Alright girl. Well we're going to leave Sean King back there. In the words of NeNe Leakes. A hit dog. Will holla. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Alright so we're going to move on to our next category. Which is our. But that was not NeNe. That was Phaedra. That was NeNe. Okay sorry. Uh, I thought it was Phaedra. No it was NeNe. So we're going to move on to our next segment. Which is our listener letter. But we actually got feedback. From our listener letter last week when we were addressing Holmes and his encounters with black men on the dating apps. So <laughs> we got an email from Daddy in DC and he says that he's an avid app user. He said like, people use dating apps like a grocery list. One, they visit often. Two, they don't feel bad about being selective. And specific, you have the power to put in your cart what you want. Shop for you and not for anyone else. But you shop anywhere and as regularly as you feel the need to satisfy your appetite. If you're feeling the urge for Asian, soul food, or (laughs) snow. Okay, do we eat snow? Do we eat snow, though? I don't think we eat snow. Well, Well, some people do. Don't eat the yellow snow, though. (laughs) But make no apologies. Everyone engaged on the apps are there for the same reason. To meet slash connect. If you feel someone is bothered by your preference, then that's not the person with whom you need to connect. Daddy in D.C. Thank you, Daddy in D.C. (laughs) for writing in. We really appreciate your listening to us. We do. And again, 
Um, this is the first response that we've gotten to a listener letter. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like that because it allows our listeners to engage. Engage with each us, other. Engage yeah. with each other. Um, I appreciate, you know, your feedback mm-hmm. on our advice to Holmes. I think Daddy in DC said we were a bit safe. Um, but based upon Daddy's DC, Daddy in DC's um, email, mm-hmm. I surmise that Daddy in DC is likely a white man. <laughs> And I think that Holmes may have written to us, right? Specifically seeking our views as gay black, as men, black men who experience dating on the apps, right? And um, Daddy in DC, I totally agree with you in the sense that if people should get what they're looking for, what they're looking for, right? And if you know, but for me, it becomes a little more sensitive when it gets to the point of race, because what they're looking for is informed by history culture, society, right. and a lot of things that have been um, socially constructed right. mm-hmm. to lead us to believe things about other groups of people. Okay, You know, if people are looking for someone that's over 5'10", go for it. <laughs> if people are looking for someone that is, you know, under or over a 34 waistline, go for it. They do. If people are a size queen, go for it. They are. <laughs> you know, if people, you know, want someone that has a professional job go for it mm-hmm. if they want someone that's more blue collar go mm-hmm. for it but those people mm-hmm. or those characteristics that I just stated do not um, avoid any particular racial well, group okay. and they do all come with their own stereotypes they and do. their own misconceptions and preconceived conceptions mm-hmm. that are sometimes true and not true but I think that issues of race in America and even globally honestly are just a bit more sensitive and should be handled with a little more care. Okay. And furthermore, your analogy with food, I get it. The grocery store analogy was super cute. It was cute. But I think that sometimes reducing people of color to food groups well, is, is a little dehumanizing. I mean, he's not putting, like, eggplant. He didn't say, like, a banana. Well, no, but that's, that, that's we're going to phallic <laughs> well, I mean, um, I'm saying, okay. but like to say, oh, I'm in the mood for soul food tonight. Let uh-huh. me go to the app and find some soul food, or let me find some 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 rice. But it's, some it's, people it's, are like that, and some offensive. people do have. I it mean, can be offensive. It can be offensive, but I do think that, like you said, people have their preferences, and I do think that you cannot fault someone or hold someone accountable for their preferences if their preferences, if they present their preferences as racist as you know only looking phenotypically at this this and this then yeah that can be a problem but if they approach it with respect then no it's probably it's not a problem i think that is what daddy in dc is saying i think that he is saying that you know if some people only are attracted to asians okay go for it if you're only attracted to black people You know, go for it. And but that if, could be for or a it could be for reasons. yeah, it could be for long term, or it can be for like just the night, like or to try something new, or honestly. to try something new. And yeah. that's fine. And that's fine. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying is that just like you have the right to mm-hmm. exercise your ability to explore right. or to stick to your preferences, mm-hmm. the people that you are interacting with on these apps right. also have the right to mitigate mm-hmm. what you're coming at them for. That's all True. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I can. I you can. know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, sure, absolutely. You have the right to explore or mm-hmm. to try new things or try mm-hmm. new cuisines, as you put it. Or, But the people who you're talking to right. get to decide whether or not they want to be on the menu for that night. Bloop. That's all. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get <laughs> to our next listener letter. Yes. Again, thank you for writing in, Daddy in DC. Yeah, we really and we appreciate encourage it. 
any other listeners to give us feedback on yes. other people. Categoryispod at gmail.com. Okay. Well, we're going to get into this week's listener letter. Um, subject matter is diners, dating, and dives. That's <laughs> a cute guy. They must watch, yes, they must watch a lot of Food Network. Oh, I love that. I love that show. Uh, it says, hey, guys. I'm a big fan of the show and look forward to listening to you on my drive home Wednesdays and sometimes Thursdays. <laughs> Y'all in the rotation. Yes. Oh, good to know. Thank yes. you. Yes. Uh, she says, call me Mimi. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I wonder if she did that as an allusion. Oh. Because <laughs> she knows you like Mariah. Okay. Probably. Okay. Okay. There's only one Mimi. Okay. Well, she says, call me Mimi. Okay. I'm a 30-year-old pharmacist and live in North Jersey. Okay. I said what I said. Okay. You wouldn't get that. She's from, she lives in North Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, being from New Jersey, okay. we always say North and South. Yes. They might as well be two different it's, states. Yeah, and they yeah, take I it very seriously. Yeah. Okay, well, she's from North Jersey. Okay. <laughs> she had to let it be known. Uh, she said, so here's my question. I met a guy from Match.com mm-hmm. after many failed attempts of prior dating on the apps. Okay. They are messy for the straights, too. <laughs> I've heard that. Really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. And she says, um, I met a handsome man in his 30s. Mm-hmm. He's black. So am I. So okay. she's black as well. Okay. Um, he's from the South. Okay. Sexy and financially stable. All right, girl. It says, we went to happy hour after work for mm-hmm. our first date and okay. really hit it off. Okay. After a few days, we had our next date and he was adamant about planning it. Okay. We met after work at 6 p.m. and he took me to a damn diner. Mm-hmm. And not even a nice one. Mm-hmm. We ate our diner food, Mm-mm. talked just a bit, and then the date was over after 45 minutes and we parted ways. Mm-hmm. During the date, I was biting my tongue because I didn't want to seem petty about his choice of a date spot. But I had to say something before we left. Uh, he didn't suggest another date after that, but I told him I would plan the next date. Was I wrong for even bringing this up? What are your thoughts on this? Much appreciated, Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi, girl. No. You're wrong for going on that date because a diner to me, y'all might as well have gone for like coffee. And I hate a coffee date because I'm like a diner date well first of all they're big in this area and yeah especially new jersey in philly new jersey more so in jersey right they're really big in new mm-hmm. jersey and you have really nice diners sometimes you have like really you know crappy diners he essentially took you to in the south he took you to like waffle house <laughs> or like huddle house at that, that? it's like below that. waffle house you know a diner date they bring the food really fast it is not like a destination date like it's not like a date that you would be looking forward to go to so right she's probably thinking that damn like this the best you could come up with right and so what do you think about me like this you think this is the best that i deserve right and so i think that women do place a lot well i think people in general place a lot of emphasis on damn this is where you're taking me Especially in the beginning. Especially in the beginning. Because in the beginning, you should be putting forth, like, a lot a lot more effort into the location of the date. Like, what we're going to do. Like, put some thought into it. Like, did she... I don't think she said what he does, right? No, she just said he's in his mid-30s and financially and stable. And financially stable. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she didn't say, like, what he does. So, she's probably feeling like an afterthought in this. And, like... Right. 
damn, like, all I get is a diner? Right. Like, some disco fries <laughs> and <laughs> some pancakes? Because right. they got anything. Because I don't even know that all diners have liquor licenses. But they don't. Some you of know? them don't. Yeah. Um, this, this is my friend. This is my thought. Mm-hmm. It's two-part, right? Because I'm going to take it from the perspective of Mimi, but also the perspective of her suitor. Okay. And I feel like with men across all races, mm-hmm. men just lack effort. And attention to detail. Mm, not all of them. Straight men. Not all of them. Most. Okay, majority. Many. Uh, right. 51%? Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. That's a majority. <laughs> Simple majority. Simple majority of men, I yes. think, don't pay necessary attention to detail, right. thoughtfulness, mm-hmm. pre-planned care, and romance. Okay. I think that the art of wooing or courting a mm-hmm. woman is essentially dead in our... Uh, technological days that we live in yes um match.com or apps be damned i just think that romance is gone gone. Mm -hmm. and i think that um in my opinion Mm -hmm. i applaud you because you're also a woman of a certain age you don't got time to be wasted and Mm -hmm. if you feel something you need to say what you need to say Mm -hmm. and a a diner is afterthought a diner is somewhere you go after the function right after the funeral or after, after the, the club. club. Okay. <laughs> That's when you go to the diner. The diner is not somewhere you it's plan yeah. to go. Yeah. And I also feel it's as bright as hell in there. Yeah. The food comes very quickly. Yeah. You order your 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 um your food off of a placemat or that plastic. It's like book. laminated, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, you got the pissed off waitress who doesn't want to be there. What you want? <laughs> And that's the vibe of a diner. And I, she did say he's from the South. I picked up on that. So maybe right. he wants to experience the whole Jersey diner thing. Uh-uh, no. But again, it's levels mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. And you experience that on your time. Yeah. Not, not on a with date. me. <laughs> and furthermore, I think it should just be a, a well-known rule mm-hmm. that if you have to pay for food at the register, <laughs> it ain't a date. It's not a date. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. Uh, people might not know. Right. But at the at a diner, mm-hmm. you go up to the you register. Take your re- yes. And you pay there. Yes. Yeah. If you got to go to the cashier, it ain't a date. It's not a date. It's not a proper date. It's not yeah. That's something know. you do when you've been together a year or even mm-hmm. or longer. Mm-hmm. I mean but it's like it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you've been with your boo, y'all are officially a couple, okay. you're exclusive, you're committed, and you're out running errands, you're going to the Home Depot, the IKEA. I'm hungry, babe, you hungry here. Yeah, oh, they're gonna dine right there. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And but again, that's not a pre planned place. Right. It's circumstantial. Right, that's true. That's what diners serve. Right. Um again, it seems like you guys hit it off on the first date and he was happy to plan a plan a quick second date a few days later. Which is a problem to me. I'm sure, but also you know, I'm looking at it. He's in his mid 30s. She's in her third, and her, she's 30. Mm-hmm. And you know, biologically, people are ready to get married, ready to do things. And I think that, but you can we don't wait have a time. Date. Sure, <laughs> a few weeks. But you don't have time to yeah. waste. But I also feel like you know, like it's like let's shoot the let's shoot the shit. Let's just get right to the point. No, and I like when you hit it off with someone. There can be a tendency to kind of want to explore that and see where it goes rather fast. No, but you also need that time to process. Sure. And wait a few days <laughs> in order to okay, you know, think about the next date. Right. To kind of let the glow from yeah. the first date settle. And so maybe if he had a couple more days, he could have planned a proper day for you. Right, but he was adamant about planning the date in Russia. Wow. She should have been like, um, I'm not free till Saturday. Well, I mean, well, she she went on a date anyway, and it was not a good location. At but all. I think that maybe, you know, you you took him, you said that you'd plan the next date. Mm-hmm. So if you do plan the next date, let us know how that goes. 
Uh, but I, I can also see it from his perspective, and I'm not making an excuse for him, mm-hmm. but I feel like lots of men, and specifically black men, are just kind of taught provide. Okay. And as long as you do that, that's all you need to do. Okay. And I feel like he, she said he has a good job, or at least he's financially stable, so mm-hmm. I'm inferring that he has a good job. Okay. Uh, you know, so he's like, look, I'm a, she said he's handsome. So he's like, I'm a good-looking, single, straight black man that's that's single with a good job and I'm financially stable. He feels he like he's done all that he needed that's to enough. do. Right. And it's not enough. It's not. And these straight men need to understand. They really need to get them a gay best friend. <laughs> well, I don't know about best friend. But a gay friend. A gay friend, they yeah. Need, they need the male perspective right. to show them mm-hmm. attention to detail. Right. Attention to romance. Mm-hmm. And the fact that... When you get your woman, you have to win her every day, every day. all over again. It's yeah. not a get her, got her good. Mm-hmm. Done. And it can just be simple things. Mm-hmm. Not these, um, you know, grandiose, yeah, over, the top. over the top shows of love and affection. It's right. the simple stuff mm-hmm. that people appreciate. But I think that men get so caught up in, well, all I got to do is provide and I provide it and I don't got to do nothing and else. That's it. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's it. You have to do a lot, lot more. Yeah. And I think that a, a lot of straight men, at least in talking to my girlfriends, mm-hmm. don't put forth enough effort, effort yeah. in the romance right. arena. Right. And it is indicative of the fact that this is only your second date mm-hmm. and it's already showing lack of attention to detail, mm-hmm. lack of thoughtfulness and lack of caring, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I say, see where this goes. But you're old bat. I don't know. I don't know if I... Well, okay. So my thoughts on this is that, yeah, he thinks that I'm good on paper. I'm enough. Like, you should be happy with what I'm giving you. And that's essentially what he's saying. Being from the South, you think guys are going to be chivalrous and gentlemen, and they're going to be, you know, overly concerned about how they present themselves and how they treat a woman, but also being black and from the South, some men think that, like you said, I'm this, that, and the third on paper. You should be happy with what you're getting. First date, it was good. Then very quickly, you went on the second date. Like you should have probably held off a bit because now you, to him, you seem desperate or, or too available. Too available, and I think that in his mind, he's thinking. Well, damn, girl. Okay. Well, you ain't doing nothing on Thursday. Well, well, he shouldn't have asked her. Okay, because being being a girl from Jersey, as Mm -hmm. she stated, from North Jersey, we're we're, it's a different quickness of life, right? And a a get it, got it done, good on Mm -hmm. to the next, right? So I think it's just that kind of communication. But he needs to step it up. A diner is absolutely unacceptable. It is. It is. And so if she brought it, well, she says she brought it up on the date that I guess she was a little. She wasn't feeling the location of their of their date. So I just, I do think that, I mean, were you wrong for bringing it up? No, because I think use your voice and say, hey, I'm not down for this diner shit. Like you need to take me to a real place with fabric tablecloths and fabric napkins and not this laminated menu. Or those dark brown water glasses that are made yeah, of plastic. Yeah, the plastic ones. Like, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Right. You need to do a little bit better than this. But, I mean, if he is from the... Okay, if he is from the South, then, you know, he probably thinks that's a proper date. Like, this is better than, like, 
TGI Fridays or Red Lobster but it's not. or Carabas. Carabas is a good date though. Carabas is good. Yeah, as is macaroni. <laughs> right. So he thinking he doing something. Go on the third date and then see where that takes you. But if he, you know, is like, let's go to then any you place know. with a register, a cashier. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is that is the main takeaway here. Right. Right. So if he taking you someplace like that, you're like, girl, run. Yes. Bye. All right. Well, thank you for writing in, Mimi. Give us an update if you can. We like updates. And also, thanks again, Daddy in DC. Yes. Okay. Now it is time for I, I said, said what, what I, I said. said. All right. Do you mind if I go first, Maurice? Go ahead. Okay. Well, I said what I said might be a little controversial, but I think that's the whole point. Yes. It's a little bit of an unpopular opinion here. Mm-hmm. Um, this past week it was just a you know crazy week with work mm-hmm. and i just didn't have any time to get to the store to get my food to get through the weekend right and we had an impending snowstorm mm-hmm. allegedly <laughs> that was calm. yeah supposed to come that did not come yeah. and that's a whole nother thing because right. i feel like these alleged scientists that are meteorologists just be lying to the people they be lying. to support the grocery stores mm-hmm. because when we are told we're going to get two inches <laughs> People go to the store and lose their mind. mind. We are not going to be snowed in for the rest of our life. It is right. not about to be bird box up in here. <laughs> You're not going to be stuck in the house for five years. Right. So I got to the grocery store after work. I got there, I want to say like, I left a little bit early. So I got there around 6.30. Okay. And I did not leave the grocery store until 8.30. Now... I grabbed me a basket mm-hmm. because I needed, I had literally no food in okay. my house, mm-hmm. you know, so I went to try to go get bread. All the bread was gone. I went to try to get milk. All the milk gone. is gone. Try to get eggs. I did get eggs. Okay. Um, and just those staples. All right. But I was like, okay, well, what can I make? I was like, I wanted to make some big CD, you know, like a big just something pasta like, dish, yeah, something yeah, I can yeah. just like last, last, mm-hmm. eat off of for yeah. a couple of days. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Go to the pasta sauce aisle. There's only one Empty. can left. I just grabbed it. It was like ragu or like some stuff I don't even usually buy. No, I'm a, I'm a Bertoli girl. Right. Uh, but <laughs> I just I, I had to get what I can get. Uh-huh. So then I go to get in line. And figuring out where the line ended was just insane. Because the lines mm-hmm. are just wrapped all the way through the perimeter of they the store. They had that guy with the, the arrow, this like end of line here. Well, I wasn't at, you know, I I was not at Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Okay. I was not at Trader Joe's. I was okay. at my local fresh grocer. Ooh. And um, in the area in which I live, you know, I'm all, I always live in a hood adjacent <laughs> area. That's on the, that's, that's, that's on the But combat. that grocery store is in the hood though. Well, well that was the closest one. That's the one that Michelle Obama came to a few years ago and opened. Yes. Yeah, it was yes. like, because it's like a food Progress desert. Progress Plaza. Yes, it's like a food desert right. over there. So it's, it's in the heart of North Philadelphia mm-hmm. by Temple University's campus. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could have gone to other grocery stores that were near me, uh-huh. but I was like, other grocery stores are like, you know, super cute, mm-hmm. fancy food, or like the Aldi, which like, you know, don't even be having like normal or regular foods on a regular basis. So right. I, I was like, where can I go where I can mm-hmm. get what I need, mm-hmm. get it fast and get out? Right. It took me about 15 minutes to shop and then I'm online for an hour and 45 minutes. And I blame myself because I should not I have sat that on that there. line. Mm-hmm. But there was no one regulating like the 25 items in underline. So there were people with like full blown carts. Yeah. And I'm sitting in line and just in like making, the self checkout in the self checkout, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I can't, I can't help but feel like when people are in the self checkout with a 
overflowing cart of food. Yeah. They stealing something. <laughs> you know? They but, are. yeah. Because that, that, that weight machine be like, you know, unbag or, you know, bag, I, uh, unpaid by them in, in the bagging area, mm-hmm. whatever it says. But I felt like oh, the line should move faster. Mm-hmm. But as I'm observing my surroundings, I'm seeing just carts upon carts upon carts filled with mm-hmm. like prepackaged goods mm-hmm. in non-nutritious items at all and again yeah. your money not my business well eat what you, eat, eat what you want to eat mm-hmm. so then as i'm inching 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 closer to the register i'm hearing more people talk about the ridiculousness of the lines mm-hmm. how there's about 20 people standing at the front of the store just shooting the shit not doing anything mm-hmm. and um you know that that was january 17th <laughs> And which that, was that was a Thursday, uh-huh. and that was the day that, due to the government shutdown, yes, um, SNAP benefits, mm-hmm. which is supp- supplemental um, nutrition. nutrition assistance program, You're right? So SNAP benefits were released early, also known as what? It's a welfare assistance program for food, food stamps. Food, okay, uh, was released mm-hmm. early, mm-hmm. so you usually get them the first of the month. Right. And I've been to the grocery store in the first of the month. I do not go on the first of the month. I try not to, but I've mm-hmm. been um, just by happenstance. And still, <laughs> so that compounded with it being a snowstorm right. made it a shit show. Right. So everyone, and I think that those transactions take a little bit longer. Or there's, there was just, I know there was a lot of issues with access card transactions. Right, right. And in that moment, in my frustration, I had this uncomfortable feeling. Because I was like, I just want to buy my little basket of groceries mm-hmm. and go about my business. Right. And I felt like, damn, can we? Can't there just be an access aisle? And right. I understand how stigmatizing and how wrong that thought is. But, but it was honest. A lot of those transactions were just taking a lot longer yeah. due to the volume of mm-hmm. the goods that were being purchased, mm-hmm. and due to like things needing overrides. I'm not sure why, but I just kept hearing people yell out like, "Override on this and access this." And mm-hmm. I, and I, my next thought was then, "Wow, I hope that these people will." make this food stretch they won't and ration <laughs> they're not because come valentine's day you're gonna be hungry they gonna be hungry trust because on they had signs everywhere that said early but not extra right saying yeah you're getting your snap benefits Today. early mm-hmm. but because of the government shutdown but you are you're not, not going to get nothing extra in february in february so you right. need to make that that stretch to march first mm-hmm. but then also like just because you got it you got to spend it like i i would wait until the but, february first but you gotta look at who you're dealing with I'm not going to say that, but I get where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but it was just very frustrating for me because I just wanted to simply make my quick purchase right. and get out of the store. And I felt like it was just inefficiently managed. So my, I said what I said really doesn't go to people on Snap. Again, don't misconstrue what I'm saying as attacking people who are on public assistance. It is a very small portion of my check. If it can help you, that's fine. That's not what I'm saying. My I said what I said truly is is people need to get their shit together when there's a snowstorm. Okay? okay. And you can fault me for going out the night before, but that's the damn time that I had to do it. Right. Damn it. And I knew in my heart that I didn't need to do it, but I still didn't want to chance it and be stuck in the house hungry. But when you when there's a snowstorm coming, mm-hmm. please, please people buy only what you need. And I understand that. that you might have people in the house. But you don't have to buy out the whole store. It is insane and it's ridiculous the amount of food that people bought. And I was very frustrated by the fact that I couldn't even get basic necessities of the items that I needed. And I even went to the grocery store yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
I went to the Aldi mm-hmm. on Sunday, and the Aldi didn't have bread, didn't have meat, and didn't have vegetables. See? Yet again. I'm like, well, what is going on here? That's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. So I think that, you know, people just need to kind of, yeah, I get that you want to take care of you and your family during the storm, but just know you're not going to be stuck in there for a whole month. You're going to be a-okay. Yeah. So that's why I said what I said, damn it. Be more thoughtful and considerate to your fellow citizens during these alleged snowstorms. <laughs> said what I said. My I say what I said is that I feel like there should be limitations on public assistance. Oh, I really do. And I know you're going to come for me. I really think that people are probably going to come for me when I say this, but I really think there should be. Because public assistance is supposed to assist. It's not supposed to be your main and primary only form of living, sustaining, whatever. And so if you go to the the grocery store Mm -hmm. on the first of the month, which I try to avoid, and I've been to that grocery store that that you are talking about. If you go there on the first of the month, all you see, people buying crab legs, steak shrimps all the shrimps gonna be gone all the shrimps <laughs> and then they buy things that are not nutritious at all and they're buying things that you as a working person cannot afford <laughs> and so <laughs> well they may work well a lot of them do not and so when you look at it it's like well damn it's not fair so i do think that th- there should be limitations on people on public assistance like you should be on there for like a few months Right. If that, you should. Well, no. at, I would. I would say, I wouldn't be that extreme. I would say, two years max. Right. And I think that you know this, these programs were put in place for temporary. the assistance of people temporarily. If you had a hard time, if you, you know, because I think they were started in like the sixties, or times when people it was like post war, like people right. needed assistance, and so I think that the intention behind it was like okay. We're going to help you out for a year at the most, maybe two. And then you're going to become a functioning member member of society. Like, it's not going to be generations of your family on this public assistance. I mean, I think that the issue is very complex. But as you see with the government shutdown presently, uh-huh. many families are a paycheck away from being at the soup kitchen. Right. You know, Sing it and in at the, the food line. bank. Yeah. And it, it's very real. So I do think that, like, you, again, I... I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it. But no, but, but I, I feel, think, mm-hmm. but I think that people, when I say these things, people are going to be like, "Well, how can you say that?" Because it's to help people, and then they're going to take it to race, which is not my statement is not about race at all. And they're going to say, "Well, how can you say these statements? These programs are supposed to help people." And I'm going to be like, "Look, listen, I understand where you're coming from. I understand this because." To keep it all the way real, my family was on public assistance mm-hmm. at a time. Right. You know, life for me has not been a crystal stair. Don't let, you know, all this fool you. <laughs> but <laughs> life ain't been no crystal stair. You know, it's been right. tacks in it and splinters and boards torn up and places with no carpet on the floor. Bare. Langston Hughes, mother to son. And so okay. I'm just like, you know, we were on public assistance at a time where my mother moved back to South Carolina. Um, she didn't have a job. 
And so she needed to provide for her children. You know, there were times in my life where I had, you know, to go with her. It was this one building, this on Main Street across from the courthouse. And we had to go stand in line to get the government cheese. And, you know, they gave you those paper food stamps. There were all these different colors. Like a voucher. Yeah, it was these vouchers. Um, and you would go to the grocery store and it, there was this stigma of, you know, paying for things with food stamps. And the public shame that, you know, you kind of get with these programs. And so now the programs are, you get a card that looks like a debit card. You get, you know, so much things a month. And it's to reduce the shame of using these programs but I'm like sometimes you need the shame sometimes you need that motivation to I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life yeah. I don't want to be an unhealthy motivator yeah. but a motivator nonetheless yeah <laughs> but, I mean but it's a motivator like my mom was like this is not the life I want to lead and this is not the example I want to set for my children I'm not going to be this able-bodied woman and that this is this is probably the crux of my I say what I said you should not be an able-bodied person living on public assistance for generations. You know, I need to show my children that I can get out and work and provide for them. Right. And I'm not going to sit and, you know, just accept this month after month after month. So there were states um, that required, I remember remember a a few years ago that a lot of states were getting this backlash because they wanted to put stipulations and regulations on the people if you were able-bodied, so it wasn't discriminating against um, people, with people with disabilities. If you were able-bodied, you should be able to work a part-time job, 20 hours a week, right. be enrolled in a um, at least a community you know, school like program, a, a program, like a job training program, or volunteer. Right. Like... 40 hours a month or like some minimal amount of hours a month that equaled out to like two hours a day yeah, I think it was or Maine less. That yeah, it was somewhere in New England. And so people were just like, uh-uh, you can't be doing that. You can't require us to work. That's when it becomes a public entitlement. Right. 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 And, I, and, I, and I try to speak very sensitively around these issues. I, I mean, absolutely hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, you know, not everyone on these programs uh, may, uh, abuses them in, in the way that you speak. Mm-hmm. Not, okay. ev- not everyone, right? Okay. And but I think that also like, but the people who do abuse them make it bad for everyone. Absolutely, I will right. agree with that. I guess. Well, but I said what I said. All right, child. Let's get to our next segment. One of my favorites, which is tens, 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 tens across, across the, the board. board. Leave it on a high, high note. Yes. Who you got this week for tens? All right, so my tens this week is going to Marie Jean-Pierre, who is a Haitian woman who lives in Miami. Mm -hmm. She was recently awarded a judgment of $21 million. So she was a dishwasher at a hotel in Miami called the Conrad Hotel, which was owned by Hilton at the time. And so she is a warrior for Christ. And so (laughs) she said that she told her employers that she was not going to work on Sundays because that's the day that she honors the Lord. Yes. And so initially the hotel respected her wishes of not working on Sundays because of her religious beliefs. But then there came a point in time where she had to trade um, shifts with different workers in order to get the Sundays off. And then Fast forward to 2015, where she had been working there for about 10 years at that time. And so she 
said that the hotel kind of stopped her from switching shifts. So they required her to report to work on Sundays. Wow. So for six Sundays in a row, she did not show up to work and they fired her. And so she said that they were in violation of her civil rights. And so she quoted the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which says that it will not discriminate on a person's uh, religious beliefs. And so she was a, she received a judgment by a federal jury that said she was owed $21 million. Wow. But she's likely to only see about 300000 of that because they the federal court limits um, payouts. And punitive damages. For, yeah, for punitive yeah. damages. That, that so, sounds like a really large amount. Punitive yeah, damages. I mean, she only missed six days of work yeah. but you know that much money but i mean girl prayer of jabez honey Ooh, I'm about to say, you got a, <laughs> do you have a scripture for us yes this week? i do honey what is it, what is it? <laughs> shoot why you be throwing out scriptures so first chronicles four and ten honey. <laughs> you really do oh my gosh i okay. do go 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 i want to hear it <laughs> I'm, I, I get so excited. New segments Why? called Scriptures by Maurice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so First Chronicles 4 and 10 says, Bless me and enlarge my territory. Oh, okay. Yes. It there's also your honey. Yes, there's also a song um, by uh, Donald Lawrence and the Tri-City Singers. And it's um, the Prayer of Jabez is actually the, the name of the song. And oh. so it's like... You know, enlarge my territory. She prays for increase, increase, increase. Yes, increase. Enlarge my bag. (laughs) Basically. Enlarge my satchel. Yes. Sunshine and rain. Yes. Sickness and pain, honey. Bless me, You always come with a a good old... uh, Are you still going with the scripture? Did I cut off? You know, I don't know when the scripture starts or stops. (laughs) You know me. Heathen. Heathen. (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, attend for you, girl. Get that money. And be a warrior for Christ. Yes. I'm about to join the, uh, uh, I'm about to enlist. <laughs> I mean, they paying like that. <laughs> they like that, child. I'm about to sign me up. Okay. <laughs> okay, child. Let me get to my tens for the week. Yes. It's kind of predictable. But we told y'all last week. Yes, we did. Did we not? Tens, tens, tens goes to California State Senator Kamala. Kamala. We've been pronouncing her name wrong. You know what? I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Kamala. It's just easier, but it's Kamala. 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 Harris yes. has announced, as we told you on Monday the King Day, we did. that she would be running for president mm-hmm. of the United States. And so she is. She is. With her slogan, For the People. For the people. I think she listens to the podcast. Do you think so? Yes, because we say the people a lot. I think the so people's I... kind of a general term, though. But she listened to us. I'd like to think that, yes. too. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I hope that, you know, she's getting her her platform and her strategy together. She's yeah. saying that she's not going to be funded by PACs, right. which are it's, political mm, um, action, action committees, committee or something like that. which are basically, you know, uh, funded large, by like, large corporations. Corporate, yeah. Political action committees is mm-hmm. what it stands for. Yeah. Um, and she's just trying to be funded by the people. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a black woman out here mm-hmm. doing it for herself and doing it for our country right. and hoping to take over our country and bring back some dignity to the office. Yeah. I think she's more than qualified. Oh yeah. I think that she's thoughtful. She's smart. Mm-hmm. And, um, I hope that people fall in line. Yeah. And for all the reporters that are going to be following her, learn your research, 
Don't be talking about her sorority is screeching. Oh, oh yes, yes, because they, they drug. Yeah, they drug that look, that poor little white girl. Yeah, they said that white girl was like, I didn't know there'd be screeching at this event. Yes. For, so for those who do not know, Kamala Harris, uh, Kamala Harris is a member of the upper uppermost house of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, founded at Howard University, January fifteenth, nineteen oh eight. Do your research. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and she gets our tens. She gets our tens. Yes. Week. Yes. And I can't wait. I- I'm envisioning her hosting Her Royal Highness. Yeah. Could you imagine? I can, yeah. I'm already like planning in my head <laughs> because I do feel like, like we said, well, like I said, a black person needs to be in the mix to, in order to get the engagement. So I do think that. The engagement from the black from the black voter population. Yes, I'm just hoping that Kamala can get more engagement from the 53 percent of white women that voted for Trump. Yeah, and I'm hoping that she'll get the level of engagement from black men. Black, I feel like those are going to be her two hardest sells. Yeah, yeah, I do too. So because black women are on board, black women are already Mm -hmm. ready to make her president. Black women have historically shown up and did the damn thing and they're going to show up this time again for her again best yes, definitely and so we're here for you kamala and we are ready for you know the whole election process let's suit up warrior for kamala how about that <laughs> enlarge her territory enlarge her territory she's trying to be more than just california okay. honey. she's yes. trying to be the whole country the whole damn and the territories too <laughs> On that note, thank you for listening (laughs) to Category Is. Remember to hit that subscribe button Mm -hmm. on whichever platform you listen to us. And also remember to follow us on all things social. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Category Is Pod. Yes, and be sure to write us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Listener letters, reviews, comments categories that you want to suggest just be sure to you know send us a little message all right guys thanks for listening and see See you you next next week week. Bye. bye